And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post-game show. And this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointment now. Raptor fans, what's going on? How you doing? Hope everyone's all right. Enjoying the snow in the city of Toronto. Meanwhile, the rest of the country of Canada just laughs as Toronto freaks out over its snowing in winter. Um, what? Despite the cold weather outside, it was red hot inside. If you're a Raptor fan, especially Danny Green, Raptors win over the Grizzlies. Win big, 119 to 90. Thank you for joining me. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and again, this is the Wrap It Up podcast. Thanks to the people that tune in live after each and every Raptor game on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Sorry, at Shell Alexander. Just click the link there on Twitter, and you will join into the Periscope chat. You can send in your comments and questions. And same goes for Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. Tons to talk about, maybe not so much about the game, but trade rumors starting to pick up. And it's funny because people were talking, and you know, even on the, the YouTube people, shout out to the YouTube people and the SoundCloud people, iTunes, shout out to all you guys. But I find it funny because we were kind of getting some flack talking about this trade talk, and then now it's just starting to snowball as it goes along. So hey, we've seen all the rumors. Uh, We'll talk about that in a bit after we talk about the game, of course, but send in those comments, questions, what do you guys think of said trade rumors? But of course, we start with the game, right? What did you guys make of this game so far? I mean, no Kawhi Leonard, no Marc Gasol, and even with Marc Gasol, I think the Raptors would have taken care of business without Kawhi. Anyways, the Grizzlies are on downturn. They're not a good team. They are kind of at a crossroads right now in terms of what's next for this era of this organization, right? They now fall to 19 and 27 on the season. They're out of the playoffs. Do you trade Mark Gasol? Do you trade uh, Mike Connolly? That's where the Grizzlies are at. They're, they're having dreams of Zion Williamson right now, right? That's got to be their next move. Meanwhile, if you're the Raptors, and again, I know I say this a lot on this podcast, but... People want to write off these games against the Grizzlies, against the Hawks, against the Bulls, against teams of that stature. But what those games allow you to do, other than, you know, the focus always being about, oh, is Kawhi resting or is Kyle resting? We always focus so much on that, but we don't give enough credit to the fact that what these games allow you to do, it allows you to get stuff from your other players, right? We got to mention C.J. Miles. Now, the final stat line, he, he finished 4 of 12 for 13 points, right? That doesn't look that good. But the way that he played in the first half definitely overshadows what happened in garbage time in the fourth quarter when the game was already over, right? C.J. Miles has become somewhat of a whipping boy for Raptors fans this season. People talking about the GoDaddy curse and all that stuff. C.J. Miles losing his minutes. I mean, luckily in a sense for him, that with all these people shuffling in and out of the lineups, Kawhi missing time, all these different things going on, CJ's getting a chance still 
to play and try to earn back some minutes, right? But C.J. Miles checked into this game early, and between him and Serge, those two guys came out on a night where you don't really know where you're going to get it from. How many minutes is Lowry going to play? How long is this going to really be a game? Well, Serge Ibaka came out active early. He was on the glass, making great moves in the post. And then you had CJ. When CJ checked in, got that early and one, and screamed, let out that scream, it was like, okay, all right, it's going to be one of those games. All right. So the Raptors were up 23-19 after one, whatever. Surge off to a great start. Surge now, I mean, Surge off to a great start after back-to-back 20-point performances for Surge, right? Serge Ibaka continues to play well and have a really good season. And it is kind of funny too, right? Like Pascal Siakam is getting the talk for if there's the third Raptor to make the all-star team. But Serge has better numbers than Pascal this season. Do, do we forget about that? You know what I mean? Like, it seems kind of weird. I know a lot of the focus, we want to keep boosting Siakam. And don't get me wrong, Siakam deserves it. He's playing really well. He's having a great season as well. But Serge Ibaka continues to play really, really well for the Toronto Raptors this season. He had another solid game today. Abaka just continues to be super active and also continues to play at such a high level without JV. Because I think a lot of people were worried, how would Serge react to Jonas Valanciunas not being in the lineup? And most of those paint points that you were getting from the combination would now be shifted to solely being on Serge. He delivered, right? 18 points, five rebounds, but... 9 of 13 shooting from Serge. And Serge only attempted 1-3 in this game, which I want to say is a good sight because you don't want it. Like, there were games in the past where you've seen him shooting, step out, and he would just rely on taking that long three. Whereas if he's hitting it, cool, it's all right. But you don't want to rely on that. You don't want that to become a trend. You want to save that to your three-point shooters, right? And boy, was this game a reminder that the Raptors have a lot of three-point shooters. C.J. Miles, we mentioned that, right? He was cooking. He had 11 points early. And one thing that was funny to see was how confident he was, right? Like, he wasn't, he was getting the ball, and he was trying to get busy. There was no hesitation at all. He's either shooting it or driving to the basket with a purpose. It was a really good sign to see. But also, they talked about it a lot on the broadcast. It's really cool to see when the Toronto Raptors team, when you see the other players, happy for someone else's success right cj hit his first couple shots and dudes were trying to find him so he could keep it going leo mentioned this right patrick mccaw checked into the game and you saw that kind of golden state like play from him in in terms of he had a very wide open look early and instead of shooting it he hit cj to make that extra pass to feed the hot guy you know Obviously, being used to passing to Steph and KD is a little different than passing to CJ Miles, but the point remains. You're giving up a good shot for a great shot. That's ball movement, right? That's the extra pass. And I bring that up as well because we talk a lot about what Masai Ujiri has done. He gets a lot of of gas, rightfully so, so for what he's done. But one thing that kind of gets not enough attention to me is Masai's brought in guys. He's made a point to bring in guys from winning programs. You think about the failures the Raptors have had year in, year out. And yeah, cool, you're bringing in Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, and they're they're upgrades in terms of players, but they're also from a winning program. Replacing Patrick McCaw 
with Lorenzo Brown's minutes or Lorenzo Brown's spot on the roster, you're again injecting a guy from a winning culture. And when you're talking about a team that, in terms of the Raptors, that has struggled to kind of get over the hump in the playoffs, it's super important when you can add another guy who, who knows his role, right? He's not going to step in and try to take shots. He's stepping in and he's going to try to play defense. He's going to try to be active on the glass. He's going to make that extra pass. Good night. Good to see McCaw get some burn. Just as extra backup because you never know what's going to happen, right? Never know what's going to happen with the Raptors point guard play or guard play in general. Because, I mean, you look at the game again tonight, and Lowry played okay. He shot all, all right, three of eight, one of four from three. But he got to the line, which is what you want to see from Kyle Lowry. But Van Fleet did not play well. One of eight for four points in this game. Although he did at seven assists. DeLon played okay. But adding McCaw just gives you another level of, you know, just experience. Which you can't have too much of that. Let's get back to CJ for a second. What did you guys think? Are you guys happy to see CJ Miles kind of get off the schneid, get off the hump? Because the other thing that this does, you got to remember, OG is still away from the team right now. The way that the rotation looks, Norm is kind of past both those guys on the depth chart. So when OG comes back, if CJ continues to shoot like this, you assume OG comes back and gets his spot. But there's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition right? For minutes. You want to have that healthy competition. The other thing it does is it might be boosting some guy's trade value, right? Which is, which is a thing, which is a thing. Cause I keep saying it February 7th, we're going to find out a lot about how Masai Ujiri feels about the youth, the young guys that he has on the team and how he feels about the vets. And, and you're just going to see what he feels for real about this because I think he's going to make a big move again to go all in just to double down on the fact that you already got Kawhi Leonard. And this is like your one year shot to say, hey, we have a legitimate chance at an NBA championship. So I think he's going to make that big move. But as said, as I said, going to find out a lot in the coming weeks as we lead up to the February 7th trade deadline in the NBA. Back to this game, though. I want to know what you guys think about CJ Miles. Uh, let's see. I'll go to the chat first in Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I see trade CJ while his stock is high at one game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another win without our full squad. I mean, it's against the Grizzlies, but they count the same in the standings, right? Uh, another comment from Instagram. McCaw had some Siakam like length and hustle. Dude took zero plays off. Right? And that's it. He knows his role. He's coming from, Patrick McCaw's coming from playing with Draymond, KD, Steph, right? Like, Clay. You're on the court with those guys. Listen, bro. Play defense. Hustle. Stay active. That's how you get minutes. That's your role. You plug him into the Raptors. You need more guys like that. That's how teams get built. And as the Boston Celtics, right? And I know the Celtics just beat the Raptors, but what I mean by using this as an example People undervalue the likes of Marcus Smart, the likes of Marcus Morris, the likes of those dudes and what they bring to the Boston Celtics. Not everybody on your team, on a winning team, is going to be, you know, that top flight perimeter scorer, you know, that, that sharp shooting playmaker. You need guys that kind of muck it up and make the game dirty and guys that just know their role. They don't need the ball. They're not just going to come down and jack it up because they haven't shot in a while. 
they are content, but also realize the value that they bring to the team by making the hustle plays. And hey, maybe Patrick McCaw can be that. Uh, someone says, JV is also elite except missing threes. Oh, sorry, except missing three layups against Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, okay. Oh, that was in response to this comment that says, Surge is elite when he has to be. I'm not sure about that. And I'm going to be super honest with you guys. Serge Ibaka has played really, really well. But in the back of my mind, there's still some worry in terms of, is Serge really going to keep this up for the whole year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I fully trust this Serge Ibaka to hold up for the whole entire year. And going back to a conversation we had a couple of podcasts ago, do I trust this Serge Ibaka to hold up for the whole season and be legitimately the Raptors' second leading scorer? I don't know if I trust that. I don't know if I trust that for a team that has championship aspirations. But that's just me. Uh, someone bringing up a great point here, and don't worry, we're getting to Danny Green. Danny Green in all caps with fire emojis. That, I think, is a, a perfect way to sum up what Danny Green did for the Toronto Raptors in this game, okay? The third quarter, you know, Raptors were up at half. Surge and, JV, Surge and CJ were doing work, cool. Raptors were up by, what, seven? But quickly, right out of the gate, that lead blew up to 12 after a made three by Freddie Van Fleet. And then it was just ball movement. The ball movement and three-point shooting became contagious, but you were finding Danny Green for just wide open threes. And that's what we were talking about so much in terms of, you know, when you watch the game that the Raptors lost, when they lost that game uh, down the stretch, when it was just Surge, basically it was Surge and Danny Green, and that's basically all the Raptors had cooking, right? When you look at something like that, and Danny Green was getting the ball, and he's dribbling it through the legs, it was against Boston, right? Remember the end of the Boston game when the Raptors were struggling to get anything outside of Kawhi Leonard? Well, this is the opposite of that, and I know that the opponents are different, but the point remains, Danny Green... You don't want to see what you saw at the end of the Boston game where Danny Green's getting the ball in an ISO and he's over dribbling and trying to handle the ball at the top of the key. Like, no, Danny Green will be successful off of ball movement, off of dribble penetration and kickouts. And, you know, there's even a great play where someone made the steal. Siakam got the ball on the break. He found Kyle, who then found Danny Green fading into the corner. Those are the things when you see the chemistry starting to grow that you will see more and more and more. Because Danny Green's going to knock down open threes, right? Like, I'll be honest. I'm more shocked when Danny Green misses a wide open three. Like, I expect him to hit those open shots. He did that and more, right? Eight threes in this game for Danny Green. Eight of 12 from three. 24 points to go along with seven rebounds and three assists. So, again, Danny Green's still doing everything else he also does. But giving you the three-point shooting. And that is crazy. That is what the Raptors really need, right? They need to get secondary scoring from their ball movement. The guys on their team that they have, right? Serge Ibaka, Pascal, Danny Green, basically guys not named Kawhi Leonard, okay? They're going to get their buckets off of ball movement and team play. It's not going to come down from, you know, iso ball or just having one guy dribbling the ball and everyone else just watching. Those guys all got to be moving in a unit. And how amazing was that to see that from Danny Green? Because at the end of the day, 
he is a knockdown shooter. Like, it was crazy. And to think about the crowd chanting his name, the crowd going crazy as they were running Memphis off the floor during that third quarter when the Raptors outscored them, what, 45 to 14? <laughs> like, what a terrible beatdown by the Raptors for the Grizzlies in that third quarter. Like, that was just so disgusting. I've never seen anything like that before. Like, just where the barrage was coming and there was nothing the Grizzlies could do. The score was 162 after three. This from, uh, shouts to the SN stats guys on Twitter. If you don't follow them, you definitely should. Got you covered for all the stats you need. But Raptors 38 point lead through three quarters is the third largest in franchise history. It's when the game was over, right? Garbage time. And again, huge win for the Raptors 119 to 90 over the lowly Memphis Grizzlies. And again, a great night to see CJ Miles gain some confidence, a great night to see Danny Green at the peak of his powers in terms of just knocking down big time threes, seeing what ball movement can do, getting a lot of guys into double figures as well. Because when you look at the Raptors, Serge Ibaka had 18 points, Pascal with 17, Kyle with 12, Danny Green with 24, Norman Powell with 14. CJ Miles with 13. Like seeing having all those guys get buckets, that only helps their confidence going forward. And I know there's some people that are kind of like, wait, why did Kawhi not play in this game? Right? People are kind of getting tired of this quote unquote load management. That's what the raps have been calling it. Let's let's be serious here, okay? Why do you want Kawhi Leonard to be playing against the Memphis Grizzlies. I understand the only re the only excuse I'll give people or Raptors fans for being mad at this is if you actually went to the game. If you paid money to go to this game, I understand why you would be mad that Kawhi Leonard is not playing when he's only going to be here for one year and this might be your only chance to see him live. Hey, I understand why you might be mad in that instance. Cool. I got no issues with you. Raptors fans sitting on their couch watching this Memphis game, okay? I want you to take a look at what the week ahead has for the Toronto Raptors, which includes a back-to-back -back on Tuesday and Wednesday where they play the Kings and the Pacers. Then on Friday, they play James Harden and the Rockets. That's three games in four nights. You're going to want Kawhi Leonard to play in all three of those games, and I would much rather have him play in all three of those games as opposed to playing against the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, a team that you just beat 119 to 90 without them. Right? Bigger picture. I know the fan base isn't really used to that with the team, with the basketball team in this country where, you know, it's bigger picture than the regular season. It's about the playoffs. You just want to make sure that he is, get, just get him to the playoffs and then let him cook. <laughs> right? Until then... The Grizzlies can go play somewhere, just not with Kawhi Leonard, right? I was even upset that Kyle played against the Suns. I understand partially, you know, he wants to get his shooting rhythm back. He wants to get back in shape. I understand th that those arguments, I do. But at the end of the day, Kyle Lowry, I kind of think of this reference as like how you're using your starting pitcher in baseball, right? You only have a couple pitches. You only have, let's say, 100 pitches a night. Okay, the night represents a full season of the NBA. Follow me for a second here, right? So if you only have 100 pitches, do you really want to be wasting them? Right? Do you want to waste that? 
against the Suns in the middle of January? Or do you want to save that smoke <laughs> for when you really need it at the end of the year and in the playoffs? So I'm, I'm for the resting. I would like to see Kyle, you know, tonight was all right. He didn't play great, but shot the ball okay. He still doesn't really look like Kyle Lowry. And here's the thing. It's going to sound nagging because you're going to see him play. He's going to be in the lineup. But what you really want to see and what you need from Kyle Lowry is you need peak power Kyle Lowry. You need him to be able to go ham all the time. And I'd rather have him do that, especially this week when you're going up against big boy teams, big games this week, as opposed to him just going out for a sweat against the Memphis Grizzlies. That's just me. But hey, leads us to another conversation that, or the conversation I guess I really want to have, conversation I assume most Raptors fans really want to have at this point. And that's about the trade talk. As a writer, a well-known writer actually, Ken Berger, he wrote an article for the Bleacher Report. And for those, if you don't know, like he's a legitimate writer. Like this is a legitimate, legit writer in the NBA. Okay. Worked at a bunch of different places. I want to say he worked for like CBS Sports for a while. Obviously, now, as I said, works for Bleacher Report. But my point is when you see certain rumors, I normally hesitate on giving them any credence until I see certain people's names in the byline. Okay. This is a name that I take in and I believe and I'm telling you is a legit writer. So anyways, he wrote this article about the Bradley Beal sweepstakes is on and he basically went around the league, talked to a bunch of different executives and execs dish on deals for NBA's top trade chip, which is Bradley Beal, right? The part that matters the most to Raptors fans is this. He says, quote, in the East, Toronto and Boston are among the most motivated teams to come calling for obvious but unique reasons. The Raptors have made it known in front office circles that they're interested in adding an elite shooting guard, rival execs say. Again, the Raptors have made it known in front office circles that they're interested in adding an elite shooting guard, rival execs say. A package including Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and a first-round pick might be a sensible starting point to the discussion, one of the execs said. So here we go, Okay. We were talking about this for a while, right? Are the Raptors going to make another move? Once you start seeing first-round picks involved, once you start seeing JV, who's been a solid part of your team, right? Solid part of your rotation. Started a bunch of games for you. Once you start seeing that, there's legitimacy to some of these trade talks. So I'm going to ask you guys, where do you guys stand on this? Do you want to see the Raptors making a big move? You know, there's names out there such as Bradley Beal, obviously, which is something we've talked about. I found it kind of interesting because there was another um, part of the story where he mentioned that the Toronto Raptors, or sorry, the Boston Celtics are also involved, right? The Boston Celtics are also have also made calls in terms of what would it take to add Bradley Beal? Now think about it from this standpoint, right? Someone in the NBA is always leaking these stories, right? If something is written by rival execs or whatever, it's coming from somewhere. So when I see that the Boston Celtics have some interest in Bradley Beal, I wonder, do the Celtics really have interest in Bradley Beal? Or do they just want to take him away from the Toronto Raptors? Right? Do you want to at least try to drive up the price that the Raptors would have to give up to add Bradley Beal to their team? 
there's levels to this, right? It's super interesting. So are the Celtics really in the Bradley Beal talk? I would say probably not. I think they have enough wing players as is. But there's interest because obviously if the Raptors add Bradley Beal to their team, the Raptors are a real, real problem for the Celtics. I'll be honest. I am all in on trying to get Bradley Beal. I'm in on that. The reason I'm all in on that, to follow up the conversation we had on the last podcast when Mike was on, when Bellamo was on with me, Masai, when he traded DeMar DeRozan, he was telling you that he's going all in for one year. Like He sees, I have a top three to five player in the league on my team for one year. I'm going to take this one year and make a solid run at competing for a championship. You, it's very rare that you ever get those opportunities with your franchise, especially being the Toronto Raptors. You're not the Los Angeles Lakers. These opportunities don't come along that often. So now you're here. Your team has been playing as one of the top two to three teams at least, probably top two teams we could say, for the entire regular season so far. Okay? Kawhi Leonard is probably in the top three to four in MVP voting if this vote was to happen right now. I think that you'd be kicking yourself if you're the Toronto Raptors. If you had a trade on the table to add another all-star to put beside Kawhi for this one-year run and you didn't do it because of OG Ananobi or someone else that comes off your bench. I'm always going to be for adding the all-star because I know what that all-star is talent and what someone might become that's still an if that's still a might be that's still a maybe i'm about what's happening right now and what's happening right now is you have Kawhi leonard at the peak of his powers healthy and you're waiting for him you're waiting for the playoffs to come and what you've seen from these big boy games is you're gonna need another dude right along his beside him to be putting up that can drop 25 because that's what's going to come down to in the playoffs, right? Golden State's over there bringing in Boogie Cousins. I'm not saying that the Raptors, you know, with their team now or with Bradley Beal is beating Golden State, but I'm saying you want to give them a run. You want to get to the finals. And you do that with star players. You do that with all-stars. And again, we had this conversation. You hope Kyle Lowry is the all-star you hope that Pascal or Serge or some one other one of those dudes make the All-Star team. But they're not the same level of All-Star as Bradley Beal. Right? Playoffs are going to come down to you're going to need another guy that can give you 25 in a game. You're going to need that in the playoffs. You're going to need someone other than Kawhi to that has the ability to go for 25 or 30 on any given night. Right now, I don't think the Raptors have that. So we'll see how serious Masai Ujiri is about, hey, this is our one year, we're going all in, let's do that. And again, people might be wondering, why are we talking about trades? Why are we talking about trades? Listen, man, I'm telling you, when well-respected reporters are coming out here and telling you that they've spoken to general managers or other executives around the league, and the Raptors, again, I'm reading you this quote, The Raptors have made it known in front office circles that they're interested in adding an elite shooting guard, rival executives say. 
here we are, Raptors fans. That's why I'm so hype about this season. That's why I've been so hype about this season. And I appreciate all the comments that come in from Instagram, from Twitter, from the YouTube page, because Raptors fans are fired up. This season is going to be massive. Masai told you he's here trying to win a championship. And if there's a way that you're going to add Kawhi Leonard and Bradley Beal, and, you know, if you mess around and somehow come up with Marc Gasol, like, do you put anything past Masai? Because I don't. To me, it's like anything is possible with Masai Ujiri at this point. Because when the Kawhi Leonard rumors first popped up, I was like, the Raptors aren't getting Kawhi. Like, come on. I didn't believe it. And it happened. So, hey, I'll read this comment from my guy Jerome here on Instagram. He says, Masai better lose himself in the moment. You only get one shot. <laughs> you don't want to miss your chance to blow. <laughs> I caught the M&M line there. That's what made me laugh a couple minutes earlier. Uh, let's see. More comments from Instagram. Serge won't have to carry the center position the whole season. JV will be back to help. You're totally right. But you're still going to need a reliable, a dependent. Like, you know that you can plug this guy in and someone else is going to give you 20 to 25 a night other than Kawhi. That's more so my point. Uh, the Grizz gave the Celtics a bit of a hard time last night. They did. The Grizzlies on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, so... You could tell, obviously, they ran out of gas come third quarter, and the Raptors took advantage of that. But hey, how it happens. I guess the Raps should probably thank the Celtics for uh, easing, easing the load that they got today. Uh, let's see what else we got. I want to get to more trade talk, so I'm like scrolling down to find that, as opposed to talking about the Grizzlies, because how much do we really want to talk about the Grizzlies, right? Uh, let's see. Someone says, wow, you finally said it, Bradley Beal trade. Yeah, man. I'm in on that. And, and again, there were whispers before, but I really jump in when you hear certain names in NBA circles. Obviously, when you hear Woj or you hear Shams, you hear those names, cool. I'm telling you that Ken Berger, or I think that's how you pronounce it, Berger. I've seen the name. I've read the, the I'm familiar with his work, right? This is a legit source in, in the NBA. Bleacher Report, right? All I'm saying is the Raptors have made it known in front office circles they're interested in adding an elite shooting guard. How many elite shooting guards are available in the NBA right now? I'll let you guys fill in the blanks. But hey, here we are. Uh, let's see, someone says, Kawhi comes back to the Raps next year, doesn't want to miss the ring ceremony. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, more comments. Brad Bradley Beal has offense but no defense. I'm not saying that he's a great offensive or great defender, but he's not terrible, right? Like, and also he's that much of an elite shooter that it's okay. You have other guys that can come in and give you defense, give you those things. So I'm okay with getting Bradley Beal. I know everyone's talking about where does the line end, right? Like, is there anyone that's untouchable? All I'm going to say is as a Raptors fan, I don't want to be in a position where you're saying you, di you didn't add Bradley Beal to play alongside Kawhi Leonard because of what Pascal Siakam might be. Because I'll, I'll ask you guys this. What Pascal Siakam might turn into, the Pascal Siakam we're seeing right now, yeah, he's playing well. Yeah, he's playing okay. But is he doing that night in, night out if Kawhi's not there and he's at the top of the scouting report? 
Like, I'm saying this because I'm saying he's not there yet, which is fine. Bradley Beal is. You're talking about the now. What Pascal might turn into might be a solid NBA player. But will the rest of the team around him be in a position that you're in right now where you're actually talking about the NBA Finals? Pascal might be there in a couple years and you're talking about the Raptors being a playoff team. Cool. Maybe fighting for the seventh seed or the sixth seed in the playoffs. Cool. Right now you're talking about one of the top players in the league for one of the top teams in the league. So if you can add another top player, I'm just saying you do it. I don't think Messiah is trading Siakam. I don't think so. But I'm saying what I would do It'd be tough to turn down. Be very tough to turn down. But I also want to say this. I don't think that you would have to give up Siakam to get Bradley Beal, if we're being honest. I really don't think you have to. Like, if you look around and see what the other trade possibilities are for the Washington Wizards, like, nothing comes close to that. Some of the other things that people were talking about, it's like Marcus Smart and, like, like it's just not the same. Like, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, like, I don't know, like, is that way better? Right? Like, Jalen Brown's all right, but again, we're talking about dudes that look really good within the system of everything else that's around them. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Am I explaining that well? I'm just saying you have a one-year shot with Kawhi Leonard. You might not get to this point ever again. Hot hand in the dice game. Roll the dice, Masai. Come February 7th, hey, we'll see what it takes. If the package starts with Jonas, DeLon Wright in a first-round pick, do you put OG in that deal? And you're getting back maybe, let's say, a, uh, whatever Morris twin plays on on uh, the grid or on Washington, I'm in. My point is, I don't think Masai is just going to sit back and look at this team and think that this team is making the finals for sure. I think he wants to, like, if he has the opportunity to add another big-time player, he's gonna do it. We're getting word now that he's interested in doing it and adding another elite shooting guard. It's just, what is it gonna take? So that's the conversation going forward, Raptors fans. Let's, let's continue this conversation. I'll read more of the comments, whether they're from Instagram or whether they're from uh, YouTube. We'll read those on the next podcast, which will be Tuesday night, where the Raptors play the Kings. Um, yeah, because really, this is where we're at now. I kept using this Jay-Z line. We don't believe you need more people, right? So I'm asking, do you believe in the Raptors' depth right now beyond Kawhi Leonard? Do you believe the Raptors can make the NBA Finals with the team they have now beyond Kawhi Leonard? Or do they need more people? That's the question I'll leave you guys with. Again, thanks for joining me on Twitter as you do after each and every Toronto Raptors game for Wrap It Up. Obviously, shout to you guys that tune in at Shell Alexander on Twitter and also sending your questions on Instagram as well at Sheldon Alexander. Shout out to you guys that watch the live crew, that watch the show live. Greatly appreciate you guys because I can't do the live show without you guys. Having people to bounce questions off, to take your questions and comments. I need you guys to be able to do this, and I appreciate you guys tuning in after each and every game. Also, though, got to shout out the podcast crew, the people that have been holding it down on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play. Huge shout out to you guys that just 
listen to the audio version of this and appreciate the audio version of this. I hope you're not getting tired of my voice yet. Um, we'll have more people that'll be coming through in the in the coming weeks for sure, joining the show as we gear up towards the playoffs. But really appreciate you guys. And of course, another shout out to the YouTube people in the YouTube comment section. You guys holding it down. Really appreciate you guys. Again, Raptors fans, this is all about you guys. I, I'm here to try to gain a pulse of what's going on in the city what the people are thinking about this team because again the stakes have never been this high for this organization you have the best player ever to wear a raptors uniform currently playing on your team right you're realistically talking about having a chance to make the nba finals the stakes have never been this high so let's enjoy this let's continue the conversation raptors fans and Hopefully you'll join me again to do it. And of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander. I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Rap on Blast Raps post game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, we'll see you. Big week for the raps coming up. See ya. On blast.